If you are not 18 years or older, go away. This is not for you. Hello, and welcome to another Massacast. I apologize. Uh, in the background, uh, uh, a bunch of people are actually three women are watching Sherlock Holmes that I downloaded illegally. But if you hear music in the background or something in the background, that's that's Sherlock Holmes. Illegally downloaded it. You know why? Because ladies like the bad boys. That's why. So, uh, a little bit of news. I'm going to start doing uh, interviews via Skype pretty soon. Uh, my uh, Skype username is Massacast. M-A-S-O-C-A-S-T. So I'm going to start doing interviews uh, there because uh, I'd like to be able to talk to people who are outside of the New York area and as much as I'd love to fly to London and fly to Germany and fly to Seattle I just uh, uh, it's not in the it's not in the budget right now so uh, that's why the through miracles of Skype I'll be uh, doing some more interviews there and if you'd like to uh, volunteer to be interviewed massacast at gmail.com while you're at massacast.com why not donate I, I know I'm an asshole right now right you should be donating to uh, Haiti uh, right now is what you should be doing. In fact, you can go to uh, iTunes and on iTunes while you're subscribing to the Massacast. What a douchebag thing to do right now. I'm trying to plug this while trying. Yeah, okay. Uh, while you're in iTunes, there's a there's a little uh, link there in iTunes that allows you to click five, ten, twenty five dollars. Uh, and if you have anything left over, then feel free to donate to the Massacast. It would be very helpful. Um, this week, Lolita Wolf. You can find her website by going to massacast.com as well. She's one of the first people I've ever seen present, actually, when I first moved to New York. Um, I'd never been to a kinky uh, event before, to kinky class, and she was uh, presenting, and it really, it was really awesome. And you'll be able to hear why uh, it was really awesome. It's because, because she's awesome. That's why. I, I think I realized when I was, like, about six years old that I was kinky. I was different. Right. I was... I had... I had fantasies back then, and the fantasies were that I was the captured princess. Mm -hmm. And oddly enough, it's still my favorite fantasy right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you, you stuck with it? Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah, there's, it doesn't get boring. Um, so, but that doesn't coincide with how I found the scene. It took a long time for me to find the scene, and for a long time... I was out there flailing and and not finding it and not finding the right people and not even knowing that there were the right people out there. Um, of course, the, the people I heard about, you know, would be in the newspapers dying or, you know, victims of violence or, yeah. or the perpetrators of violence. So... I uh, I thought you know wow you do SM you die and oh um, nice people don't do this <laughs> and I was really searching for a long time and um, one day in the eighties I was on a phone sex line just a regular vanilla phone sex line and I met somebody on that line who said who's who I went and talked to privately and he said oh let me three-way you on to this other line it's really a hoot ha 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 and so <laughs> which is if you're gonna if you're gonna introduce some something that might be scary hoot is a good word to use i would think well you know it you know he did i he did not want to admit that this was something that interested him uh. and Sometimes you make fun of something, and that's the only way to introduce it. Like, of course, I wouldn't be into that. Okay. Anyway, we went over there, and I listened, and I was amazed. And I didn't say anything to him, but it was like, wow, these people sound normal. They're, they sound intelligent. They sound, they're funny. They're, they're, I want to call back. <laughs> So after I disengaged with that guy, I went and I called this the domination line or mm -hmm. something like that. And um, for a long time, I just listened. And little by little, I started talking to people and then started meeting people. And this is before there were, you know, back then online meant the phone line. Yeah. Because the only people that had computers in the 80s were, you know, government people. Right. And, people in universities mm -hmm. you know, like uber geeks 
Nobody, right. nobody I knew. Right. So. No. So, this was this one of those ninety nine cents a minute type of things, or yeah, something like that. Yeah. I, I don't think it was quite ninety nine cents a minute. But it was like it was but enough it, to. It was. But you you called and you kept calling and you calling. So what? Made it, well, you... well, what happened was when you're female and you call after. A, the operators get to know you, and they they reserve a few lines for females. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there is a back door in. So I could call the a free number to get into the chat room. Oh, okay. Because they want they women. want they want the men in there, yeah. and men aren't going to sit around on the phone chatting to each other. Yeah, and you know, women women. It, it was a lot easier when I didn't have to pay. Yeah. But I did pay for... Because it was my only outlet. Yeah. It was all I could find. So tell me, how, how did... When you first started speaking, on instead of just listening, what did... Do you remember what your first conversation was that you started talking about? Or did you... Was it just, hi, everybody. I've been lurking here for months. No. No. Um, I... <laughs> <laughs> I I decided I needed everybody had a nickname. Everybody had a, a everybody was somebody else mm-hmm. and I took the nickname Lolita mm-hmm. <laughs> which I still have. Of course, yeah. And I really went it, I I had a lot of fun with it because I went in there as somebody who was underage. Even though I totally wasn't. Sure. But um and I would and, and inexperienced, not, yeah, so underage, inexperienced, and um, and and I started learning. Mm-hmm. I and some people wouldn't talk to me because they thought I was underage. Some mm-hmm. people thought I was bullshitting, and then they talked to me, and then they realized, oh, you're not bullshitting. <laughs> I was very good at this. <laughs> you were very good at deceit. Yeah, I did. I was a little deceitful. Right. Okay, I was. You were role-playing. I was role-playing. I was exploring. Sure. This was what was safe. When, um, if things got a little hairy, I could always hang up because my parents came home. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, of course. (laughs) So, I mean, oh, wow. I've never told anybody about that. And this is an exclusive. Um, Yeah, it's an exclusive with the mask. I mean, I've talked about going out and finding the scene. Right. On the the phone lines, but then I started meeting people, and um, we we'd meet up privately. But then I started going to some of the clubs. There was paddles, and there was the vault at that time. I, I, I don't I don't mean to derail you here, but your first meeting, when you first met someone, that's yeah. a huge step. I mean, that's a big jump, right? Yeah. It's a big jump from sitting there on yes. the phone acting like you're yes. sorry underage or stuff like that, and then you you. What, you had a private conversation with someone? You thought, okay, I'm going to do this? Well, it was also somebody that had um, a reputation on the phone line that other people had met mm-hmm. and other people had played with. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they, they gave him good references. So it wasn't like it was completely somebody that was a total stranger. Right. It was somebody that was a well-known character on the telephone line. And uh, and it's very funny. And I started. There were times where I'd meet with just him. There were times I would meet with him and one of his others, or a few of his other little girls. When you when you mean meet, you mean just coffee, or you'd play. Play. <laughs> play. Play. And was that a big eye opener for you when you when you did play that first time or those first few times? Was that a huge? Yeah. 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 I was like, wow. Here we are. We're doing it. I mean, I had, I once had a vanilla boyfriend that tied me up, mm-hmm. and that was great. And it never happened again. And I was like, oh, let's do that again. <laughs> <laughs> no, didn't happen. It was very frustrating. I think it's very common. Is that people are like, oh, okay, you know, vanilla people that just go, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna flow on. Hey, let's try this. Okay, we did that. Now we don't have to do it again. Right. And it's like, oh my God, that was the best orgasm I ever had in my whole life. Yeah. And, and what, what do you mean we're not going to do it again? Exactly. <laughs> right. But that's a scary thing to admit to someone, right? It is very it. scary. And it's, and, you know, I had, I had a lot of people that said to me, why are you talking that way? It's degrading. 
Why are you always so rough in bed? Why can't we be gentle? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Why are you... Don't touch me there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had a lot of people that would would just say, you know, why do you want to do this? And what I'm doing is wrong mm-hmm. or not normal or... And I I felt that I was weird. I guess I am. But I couldn't find people that appreciated my kind of weird. Right. When you so you when you were doing the phone thing, you you, you met some people, and then you started going to clubs and events, or what? clubs. So clubs. Back then, there weren't really events. Mm-hmm. The first events, really, you know, like. BDSM events. I mean, yes, there was there was Living in Leather, and that was mainly on the West Coast. Um, so the 80s really didn't have events. There was probably Dressing for Pleasure, but, you know, I wasn't... In, I, I, and I did go later, like late 80s, early 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I was... There wasn't any events. It was all like uh, paddles type of thing. Yeah. Which is which is a like a events space. like you like you see them now. There weren't events with vendors, workshops, and dungeon parties. Right. That just um, the the first time we ever really, except for living in leather, and I went to living in leather the first time in 1992. Um, there, they that's where the first big event mm-hmm. and I was blown away and now then then in 94 we did one here in New York um, that was the International Leather Celebration it was during the 25th anniversary of Stonewall and it was it was incredible mm-hmm. um, and then there was Test 25 in 1996 mm-hmm. so and then Black Rose did an event. Before you know it, now every every town has an event. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's a Clear Pond, Iowa, Leather Pride event. And it's great. Right. Do, do you think uh, with the... Well, I'll, I'll get to this question later. I'll, I'll make a note right now to, to okay. bring back to it. But your, the first time you walked into a club, do you remember what you were thinking? It was very scary. Yeah. It was very scary. And I... I I went with um, somebody who was a submissive to me, so I, I was always a switch. Mm-hmm. So I met I met all sorts of people, it's people that I could bottom to, people that I could top, um, and it was it was really very scary because you know you don't know what to expect. And the first club we went to was Paddles, and it was located on West Twenty First Street, not too far from the West Side Highway. Mm-hmm. And um, it 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 was really it was very cool. It was it was like hey, I'm home now. Yeah. <laughs> and a little further down the road, I went a few months later to the first time to the vault, which was a little scarier. I've heard, I've heard stories of the vault. <laughs> um, how how this of course is is a podcast for people who aren't just li- living in New York, but for those people who don't know, Paddles is really the only club now. It's, you know, and, it's a dungeon space. But Paddles now is really a lot tamer than Paddles used to be. What's what's different between... Well, in the beginning, when I first started going to Paddles, it had a liquor license. Okay? Um, so there was that. Uh, that that made it a little edgier because there were people drinking, too. Sure. Um, and then later on, there were... There were. It seems like there were more things that you were allowed to do. You could do more in the way of fistings mm-hmm. and medical play, like Insertion, needles basically. and yeah. yeah. And the vault I've heard was much seedier, and basically it was. There, you had to watch where you stepped. From what I heard, is that there was a lot of people yeah. jerking off in corners and stuff like yeah. that, right? Well, the vault was had billed itself as a BDS, well, not a BDSM, as an SM and JO club, mm-hmm. and JO meant jerk off, right? And they even had jack off 
nights and Jill off nights. <laughs> oh, okay, first off, I imagine, did you go to both? No, I imagine the Jill off nights very much smaller in a female attendance than they would had hoped. I don't know. Maybe had videos of... I have no idea. No? I didn't go. We'll have to ask someone who maybe had gone. Because I think Jill off nights probably looked exactly like Jack off nights. Just a bunch of guys standing around, maybe. I have no idea. No? I mean, we're going to have no, to no go idea. through the archives and find But it, you know, it built itself as a J.O. club. So, you know, whereas Paddles had always said, you know, no wanking. Unless it, you shouldn't have your dick out unless it's in as part of a scene. Right. Um... At at the vault, anybody could walk around stroking their dick, and I, I remember one night, I did a, I did a whole gender fuck, where I dressed in a dress that came up high with the long sleeves, and I'm I'm a, I'm a tall girl mm-hmm. and everything, and I I had a uh, a strap on underneath, and it was a flesh colored dildo, and I was like kind of surreptitiously stroking it in a corner and people thought that I was a transvestite because I was you know they they didn't realize that I was a woman dressing as a man dressing as a woman well that probably just <laughs> goes to show how good you are at looking like you're jerking off yeah yeah well you know I, I know how to stroke myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it sounds like you you really when you when you discovered this scene you just jumped in oh my god every weekend every weekend well it was like finally i just found people like me and i found that it was a safe place yeah these were safe i mean yeah they were scary at first but then as you get to know people and you get to know things and it it became very easy I imagine it's it's also an easy place to meet the wrong people. Well, I usually went with somebody. Mm-hmm. I usually went with a date, and I met people. I met I I met people who taught me how to top, mm-hmm. because I wasn't going to test at that point. I was meeting people in the clubs that were teaching me how to use a flogger and 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 things like that. When you find these people, would you just say, hey, teach me something? Or did you have something in mind? Like, I really want to know how to use a flogger. I really want to know how to X, Y, and Z. Um, and it, was, it was kind of social. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was kind of like we'd all hit it off. Sometimes I had a hot girl with me. That helped. <laughs> <laughs> that helps with just about every situation. Yeah, Speeding tickets, the, you name it. Yeah. Right. Um. And what point did you find yourself ha- having people come up to you and asking you how to do stuff? And was that kind of an awe moment? Um, yeah. It, 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 it's interesting. I first... The first time I taught a class was probably... It was early already. It was, it was probably 91. And it was a test. And it was Morgan HMQ who really encouraged me to teach a class, and I did. And I, I, I taught a class on the bottom market. <laughs> okay, hold on. What's the bottom market? Well, it was about, you know, I'm trying to remember what it was, um, but I remember the name, and some people didn't like that name because they thought it was... And, I, I, you know, I was talking about what do... How to find a bottom and how to talk to a bottom and mm-hmm. what bottoms should do to like maximize their chances of finding the right people mm-hmm. and you know there was and people were upset with this. Well, they didn't. They didn't like the 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 name of the class. People can the be, bottom market. People can be upset for pretty much any reason yes. in the world, right? Yeah. yeah. So screw them. Anyway, <laughs> it, it it in the meantime, you know, I'm I'm teaching and everything's fine with it. So I mean, you do get approached quite a bit now. Do you ha- are you turning people away? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, the number one rule for me is that it has to be fun, because I certainly it's not like I'm making money or a yeah. lot of money from this. Yeah. Um, you know, and it, and it can't cost me too much. Mm-hmm. You know, usually, 
you know, I get expenses paid at least. And um, but it has to be fun Mm because, you know, I don't want to go someplace and, you know, being on the road can be lonely. So, you know, if I know that I'm going to have a friend there. Yeah. Then I know that that's going to be a lot more fun. Yeah. there's there's ways to do events. There's some events that I know I can have fun no matter who I go with or if I even just go alone. Then there's other events where it's it's just easier. Is it the format of the event? Is it the just the people or what is it about the Both. Uh, yeah. Both. What format do you find is is best suited for you to to have fun at? When when it's all under one roof is the the most the most fun are like things like leather retreat dark odyssey leather levi weekend on the west coast where it's it's a camp you're 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 in cabins and you know there's meals at the dining hall and you don't have to worry about any of the day-to-day it's like okay i'll make my bed (laughs) but Otherwise, you know, I, I just have to know where I have to teach, and the rest of the time I can do whatever I want. And, and everything and is, everything is it's sort I, of an all-inclusive type of thing, right? Yeah, I don't have to worry about where's my next meal, mm-hmm. where are we going, who are we meeting up with, and it's like, what time does this class go out, you know, like... How am I going to get to the event center and all that stuff? Oh, yeah. my God, yeah. The, yeah, when it's, when it's... The camp events are really the most fun, because I love playing outside. Mm-hmm. Love that. Um, and I just love the whole um, camp group kind of. I love the cabin situation. Yeah. I I I have a the roughest time when the hotel and the 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 the, the center of where the the classes and everything mm-hmm. are separate places. Yeah. You know, I it, it there's just so much difficulty in just figuring out how to get back and forth and it, it's a, it's just a pain in the butt so those are less fun i mean i did feel a vibe i, I, I mean because i've gone to event i've gone to events where uh like black rose where the hotel is in the same place as the event but there's a lot of vanilla people still walking around the right hotel. i've also gone to events like test fest where it's the whole hotel is all kinky people and then i've gone to events like floating world where the hotel is completely different, or the hotel's right. plural is completely different from the event center, and they're uh, all very different. They're all very different, and I'm not saying one is, but but I do like the ones with, like Test Fest, where it's all everybody in the whole. You know, you know when you when you see someone uh, walking down the hall, that person's kinky. Right. Well, you know, they you know that you don't have to worry about. What will the children, you know, there's children here. You don't have to worry about that. Or somebody that's going to be offended. Or somebody that's going to point to you and laugh at you. Um, So it's very comfortable when you have the whole hotel. I love that. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the reasons why I love the the camp events. Mm -hmm. Because you got the whole place. So that's really, that is the most fun. Would you recommend Dark Odyssey as being the best camp event? Or or at least on the East Coast maybe? Or would it? Um, I've never gone to any camp I, event, and so I'm just curious if okay. I was going to. I Dark Odyssey has leather retreat and it has summer camp, mm-hmm. and I love them both. They're they're both a little different. Love them both. Um, the only other camp event I've been to has been Leather Levi Weekend, which is a couple of hours north of San Francisco, and I loved that event too. It's very different than Dark Odyssey or Leather Retreat, but yet it's still like a camp brown cabins pool yeah you know lots of outdoor play nice um and it it it's um it's it's very um glbt it definitely i mean i've i've read a lot of people's posts including yours recapping stuff afterwards and i've always i've always wondered and i've always thought about going so it's so much fun i hear things of well i don't know if i should even go into all the things that happen there, but it's really crazy. But everyone always tells me that you're, uh, you always do something special when you when you are at those camps. You always do. Uh... I well, there's various cabins. Mm-hmm. Okay, for instance, um, you know, Leather Retreat and Dark Odyssey are at the same campsite place, um, and there are um, 
a bunch of cabins. Mm-hmm. There's maybe 25 cabins. Um, and I take one of the bigger cabins. Or they give it to me. You I take. Have, that's right. It's yours. Well, you know, uh, there is something to be said for seniority. I've been there, and I have a big group. And um, and my cabin is called Oink, <laughs> like the pig. Mm-hmm. Um, and little, little by little, we've developed a culture. And the culture um, includes, we have one rule. And the one rule is don't slam the door. <laughs> and people say, well, you know, if you put some padding here, the door wouldn't <laughs> slam. And it's like, well, that's not, no, no. You're missing no, the no. point, right? The point is, when you're walking in here, you have to be conscientious and aware that there's other people. And if you already know not to slam the door, then you're thinking. Right. And that's that's all I want, is for people to be aware that there's other people here. That's a smart... Right. So we have a big paddle for people that do slam the door. Mm-hmm. And sometimes there's visitors that have slammed the door. And we'll, we will paddle them. Do you, you, I imagine you don't put a <laughs> note up just for that specific purpose. No, people know. Right. And I, it's, you know, people know when they sign up for the cabin. And if they visit, they have to know that they better not slam the door because they will get beaten. Um, and the other thing that we do is we have a tote board where um, if you play with somebody in the cabin, th- you don't put the name up because, you know, that there's just so much play between the people in the cabin anyway right. that that just doesn't count. But if you put anybody from out side of the cabin that stays at another cabin then you put their name on the tote board when you play with them and if you play with them and their name is already up there you put a slash mark or another slash mark and then at the end of camp when they have awards we take the 10 biggest pigs and we (laughs) give them awards (laughs) so um, some people don't even realize that playing with us Playing with us will lead to a reward. They're just playing with us because we're fun. Yes. And other people are just really competing. That's really great. <laughs> it is really fun. <laughs> That's really great. And then, I don't think I've heard this part. I've read almost every <laughs> post about it. I don't think I heard it. This is great. <laughs> you went to suspension last night. Yeah. Yeah. And and I was I was reading your tweets and I unfortunately didn't get to go. We were, I was I mean, we were helping our friend move and so didn't get to make it there. But. Um, so when you're at suspension, do you get, do you have to plan your your play? And I suppose this, I guess that's the same question, for not just for suspension, but for any party. Do you plan your play ahead of time, or do you just go with the flow and you think, oh, you know what? I'm sure I'll get people approaching me tonight, so I'll just play with whoever. No, I think I usually think about it in advance mm-hmm. because I like to. I don't want to bring a huge suitcase full of toys thinking, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do and I don't know who I'm going to play with so I better pack all my toys. Mm-hmm. Um, and I try to travel really light. Um, so I had rope with me and I had a paddle because I knew... And, oh, and a vibrator. Because <laughs> <laughs> I knew who I was going to be playing with. Sure. And, oh, and there were gloves to put over the top of the vibrator. But... You know, otherwise, and safety scissors, of course, safety scissors. This is just getting a bigger list as we go. <laughs> of course, well, safety scissors. Of course, that goes yeah, without Yeah, yeah. Well, know. you know, it's like I have, I have to preserve my reputation as a safe top. Yes. <laughs> well, I, I, this is going out to the millions here. I'm sure. It goes, you know, millions. <laughs> I don't know about millions. It's going out to the dozens out there. Okay. Right? Well, they there need to know that I always have safety scissors in my bag. Yes. <laughs> the you do you. You do play with quite a few people. I mean, just based on your blog. Yes, blog, I it's, do. It's, there's a new name there all the time. And I'm like, wow, that's, that's so cool. How do you... Is this people approaching you? Are you approaching people? How are you finding... I know this probably also goes into... I flirt. Yeah. It's not negotiation. This it's just, flirtation. You know, you hit it off with somebody and it's like, oh, we should play sometime. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they're saying that to me. I'm sometimes saying it to them and... Usually it doesn't get said till we know that the answer is going to be yes, you know, because there's been some flirtating already, flirtation, whatever. Um, and, um, you know, sometimes it's like, well, we'll have to, like tonight, last night, I had to get permission or she had to get permission because mm-hmm. she's collared to somebody else. Mm-hmm. So, and I I knew that wouldn't be a problem, but, you know, it has you have to go through that. Um 
And uh, so how do I, you know, you meet people, you go out there, you meet people, you meet people that are friends of friends, you mm-hmm. know, last night when I wasn't playing, I was meeting people and flirting and, mm-hmm. and people were like, Oh, we should play sometime. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, yes, we should. Yeah. And, um, so it, it's, it's, it's just an on, it's a vicious cycle of flirtation and negotiation and, and play. You don't seem upset by it, though. No. If it doesn't seem that vicious, it seems like a, a positive cycle. Yeah. yeah. And most of the time when I write about people, it's not their real names. I imagine so. Unless they want it to be their real names. And um, sometimes... It, <laughs> it's a very funny story. So my, my ex-girlfriend, she used to be O. And before I had the blog, even, I had an email newsletter. Mm-hmm. And it was called the P&P, Lolita's Predictions and Predilections, mm-hmm. which is the name of my blog. Um, anyway, so I'd call her O. And we'd go out places, and I'd introduce her as Peggy, because that was her name. And and people go, oh, hi. <laughs> and then she she... She was like, I'm O in the PMP. And they go, Oh. <laughs> so she started calling herself Peggy, AKA O. And people used to screw that up all the time and call her Peggy O. So she finally, now she still goes out there as Peggy O. So um, sometimes it, we come full circle. She wanted to flaunt her celebrity status. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's understandable. Yeah. Do you still do you consider yourself an even fifty fifty switch pretty much, or does it just depend on the? I don't know if I ever consider myself fifty fifty. Um, am I? You know, switch is just a term that is convenient shorthand, and um, I'm a lot. I'm a lot of a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so I do consider myself a switch. Um, in certain ways, I, um, I'm very much of a princess, and I don't always equate bottoming to being submissive. Um, I, I don't think always. It's, important to, it's an important thing to say because there's a lot of people who just enjoy, and this is, this is, uh, I think maybe a, a problem some people have is that they think, well, if I'm going to be the one tied up, then I must be submissive, and then so someone will meet them thinking, oh, well, this person is submissive. And it turns out they're just, they're maybe more of a bottom and they don't like to submit. They just like to have things right. done to. And because of that miscommunication, there's a lot of people who get upset on both sides. You know, the bottom will be upset because, well, this person's asking me to kneel and clean for them. And this other person is, you know, the top is upset because this person just wants to be tied up and doesn't want. Right. Right. So this is what you're saying is sometimes you're submissive, sometimes you're bottom. It depends on the thing. Yeah. I mean, and I, you know, sometimes I'm a service top. Mm-hmm. Sure. There's, there's, I'm a lot of different things, and it really, it really depends on who I'm with, and and what the situation is, and what I feel like, and what it feels like with them. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm, I'm wondering about the different head spaces you you find yourself in. And first off, I mean, I've always been jealous of people who can, who can enjoy many different aspects. I mean, I I wish I was a bisexual switch. I mean, the, mm-hmm. you know, at least I used to. You know, when I was looking for someone, I used to think, oh, God, it would be so great to to be able to be attracted to so many people and to be able to appreciate all these different sides. Um, and, you know, women love bisexual men. Well, they do. Yeah. <laughs> the person I'm currently with sometimes makes a joke about that, by the way. It's not that's that's nothing new. I don't know what what, what it is about. No, that's quite all right. Lolita's is peeing right now. That's no, it's the water no, pitcher. It's just water. <laughs> um, no, but that that is that is a huge and that's a huge thing for you as well, isn't it? Bisexual men, or or I should say, man on man action. Based on your blog, you seem to pick photos that are once in a while. Yeah. I like it. I I I like a lot of different possibilities, mm-hmm. and um, I early on. Before I even got in the scene, I, I I tried a threesome with two guys, and it was horrible because they weren't into each other, and it, it it they didn't know how to share properly either. Okay, I don't mean to laugh. 
I don't you mean are to laugh. laughing. I don't mean no. I don't mean laugh. It's your the, your facial expression is like, yeah, that was like. Uh, it wasn't uh, really good. Yeah. It was like it, it felt like one was waiting for the other one to finish so they, that they could get started because they and, didn't want to even come close to each other. Yeah, yeah. you know those like oh sorry I touched you. <laughs> you yeah. know it, 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 it didn't really work. It, it I found that um, having threesomes with two men that were into each other as well. You know, the best threesomes for me is when there's always somebody in the middle and that, that can switch around so everybody gets their chance mm-hmm. to be the center of attention. And um, and when when you have two men that are into each other, then it can work that way. But if they're not, and all they're... they're and also... With different ideas of of what the goal is, you know, there's a queer sex is a little bit different than like heterosexual sex. You know, a lot of heterosexual sex is POV, PIV, whatever, penis in vagina mm-hmm. sex, whereas that's not always what it is in queer sex. Mm-hmm. Um, so it 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 like I said it. it opens up a lot more possibilities yeah, so the well I, I i would be i get a lot of probably angry emails if i didn't ask on behalf of those women who are looking for a threesome with two guys who are into each other where does one is there a, is there a trick for those women out there who are i don't know tricks no if, if, I mean, how do you find well the, part of it is um part of it is to not assume that certain people are what they are. Mm. The, you know, there's a there's a lot of straight men that happen to like to do things with other men. There's a lot of gay men that happen to like to do things with women mm-hmm. or with a man and a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, a lot of times we write people off because we think, oh, straight, straight boy won't be interested in that. Oh, gay boy won't be interested in that. Mm-hmm. That... We're kind of like you—you've just written off all the possibilities. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but just back back to the uh, headspace when you're topping versus bottoming or something like that. I don't want to embarrass you anything, but you're an expert on many different things. Is it? Is there many times? Is there many times when you're, you're playing with someone and you're bottoming, and you think to yourself, "No, that's that's just not." Please, can I show you how to do this, please? And do do you ever think, okay, that they're not doing well, it? Yeah, that has happened, and I try to avoid those kind of situations. You know, a lot of times, as a bottom, and you should know this because you're a bottom, you can be very forgiving, okay? You know, you don't expect the top to be perfect. And I, as a top, I play with bottoms, don't expect me to be perfect, mm-hmm. okay? Um, but... It it's a lot of it is not because you know I've done a lot of topping where I've topped people that are more more have more experience than me mm-hmm. where the bottom was more experienced than the top and I was the top mm-hmm. and you know this that's kind of intimidating and scary because you think oh my god how am i going to do this i'm going to get this all wrong and it it it, it but it's also a great way to learn mm-hmm. um and there's this i'm so happy that you're doing this because you're sexy and you're into it and you want to make this good for me that yeah and that is really more important than oh you 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 don't have like the best accuracy with yeah. that flogger or or something like that and you know i'm also i'll also tell people how i like it mm-hmm. okay i i will i will say you need to hit me lower. <laughs> you know, um, a lot of a lot of people that um, that top me have been trained to top by me. Mm-hmm. 
um, I, I have a funny story. So um, I was out at a private party. This was a while back. And I'm uh, bent over the pool table. I'm getting this incredible spanking. It's the best spanking I've ever had. I swear yeah. to God. I can't believe how good it is. And I say to the guy, I said, oh, my God, you are such a great spanker. Where did you learn how to spank? He goes, went to one of your classes. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, oh, now that's the real reason why I like to teach. (laughs) Well, what is the difference between a good spanking and a bad spanking? Oh, well, there's a few things. Number one, warm up. You know, for me, for me, okay, not everybody needs warm up, but me, I need warm up. Nice, slow, building up warm up and, and just... Low, light, really light and slow, and more and more and more. Mm-hmm. There's a rhythm thing, you know. There's a whole timing thing, leading into a rhythm thing. Um, there's exactly where I like it. There's a sweet spot, and it's like the lower part of the butt. It's the middle of the butt. You know, you once I like, I like being I, and I find most most women like it this way the the where you you're spanking up under the butt cheek you're you're, you're waving your hand as though you're you're making a, a you <laughs> yeah right a you with your we're hand. on the radio aren't we right. podcast so right, this right. this yeah it's kind of like underneath you know the upswing yeah as opposed to that swinging down on the butt right um so it it's it's how you hit where you hit how hard you hit, mm-hmm. how often you hit, what kind of pace, what kind of rhythm. So, you know, the the perfect spanking, there's a lot of different things that go with it. See, there, there's your big answer. It sounds like spanking, just the act of spanking is very similar to sex. You have to have a little foreplay before you get into the actual act, and then there's rhythm, and then there's knowing yeah. where to go. I have I have one last question. Yeah. And is there, and of course, afterwards, if there's anything else you'd like to add, that's going right too. Okay. But this is something I actually uh, uh, asked someone who's a fan of yours. I'm not going to say who. Oh. I asked someone a fan of yours. I said, "Well, what question?" I said, "I'm interviewing Lolita," and this was last weekend. I said, I'm interviewing Lolita. What do you think? And they were like, oh, "Really?" And they're like, "What do you?" <laughs> I'm like, "I'm trying to think of questions and trying to think, think of things that." You know, specifically geared towards her, and they said, "Well, they just wanted to know." And I'm not a huge fan of lists or anything like that, and this is a very difficult question. But uh, they wanted to know what your top five activities were, at least at the moment, the top five things that you've been enjoying. You know, and I, I, we could get specific, okay? Or I can, yeah, or, or I could get. Let's get specific. Okay. As you want. All right. Wow, okay. <laughs> do you want me to talk about the top five things as me as a bottom? Sure. Well, let's do both. <laughs> let's do you as a bottom first. All right. Okay. Spanking, vibrators, nipple clamps, butt plug, bondage. Okay, go ahead and add a six. It sounded like you were about to say six. Well, I was, I was trying to say, oh, the hood or just bondage in general. <laughs> you could say the hood. So, so. But, then, but anyway. Okay. So that's there's, a, there fine. you go. Five things. Okay. That as a bottom. Okay. That guaranteed to get me off. Okay. <laughs> um, what do I like as a top? Oh. Uh, again, that really depends on who it is. Um, bondage, um, CBT. Mm-hmm. <laughs> bondage and CBT. Bondage and CBT. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what? Oh, wait. What else do I? I uh, well, single tails. All right. I like single tails a lot. Needles and. Mindfucks, role play, okay. stuff like that. Well, so, what, what is it about CBT that, because uh, I was at a CBT class recently, and I was just amazed to see everyone just, I was like, wow, maybe because I have the equipment, so I don't see what the fascination is or something like that. 
But what is it about CBT that, that really you really enjoy so much? Because you, you actually kept saying bondage and CBT, bondage and CBT. Clearly, it's a pretty big thing. What is it about that? that you I, actually have a CBT video, too, we should say. Uh, yeah, video with book. Um, and a spanking one. Uh-huh. Anyway, anyway. Um, what is it? First of all, I have no empathy. Okay? Because <laughs> I don't have that stuff. Right. So, I, a lot of... I can do so much in the way of fear play. Mm -hmm. And I really like to be scary. Mm -hmm. It's really fun for me to be scary. Um, Especially somebody in bondage with me, you know, going right at them. And that's going to be kind of scary. Mm -hmm. And there's just so much you can do. And, you know, if... If you're a guy, you are just so focused. This that's the center of the universe right there. Yeah. Well, I'm supposed to be the center of the universe. But that is the center of the universe. Sure. Okay? And um just for me to be fucking with it <laughs> and 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 doing all sorts of things is is and it just get a real reaction. It's a lot of fun. If someone wants to experience this themselves, <laughs> they want to get the video and the book. They can go on your website and order it? Yeah, that mm-hmm. leads them to Amazon. There you go. Um, they can also get it at Purple Passion if they're in New York and other places. This anyway. brings me to, and I don't know if you want to talk about this or not, yeah. this brings me to uh, a question. You work at Purple Passion. Is two a, days a week, two days part-time. This has got, I mean, this is uh, the ultimate, if someone is going to be jumping into the you know, the world of kink and they have no, and they, they show up and there you are. That's like, that's like going from having an empty library to Wikipedia, right? This is a huge thing. When do you get, do you notice a lot of first time people walking in? Oh my God. We have a, a ton of first time. Most people that walk in have no idea that yeah. I'm anybody. But yeah. Okay. But so, and I don't put that. Yeah, I'm sure you don't say, say, don't you know? Do you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so, um, but yeah, we we get a lot of first timers. I mean, they're not even some people aren't even first timers. We get a lot of vanilla people walking in yeah. because we have a lot of there's a lot of people out there that are just looking to spice up their sex life. Mm-hmm. And you know, we actually had like two different women that came there because their doctors told them. What? Doctors told them what? Well, one woman came in and her doctor had told her that, you know, going through menopause, that, you know, she'd probably need some, a little bit of lube and recommended gun oil lube. So we sold her some gun oil lube. You know, another (laughs) woman was like, she'd been divorced. She's going through menopause. And the doctor was like, you need to start getting some toys. And she came and got a Hitachi magic wand. Wow. So it's like... Some of our first timers that they're not necessarily BDSM fetish mm-hmm. leather, you know, kinky. Some of them are just regular vanilla people that walk in there looking for things. You know that there's we get a we get a lot of people that that there were a lot of kinky grab bag uh, vanilla parties yeah. around the holidays. You know. People like, oh, I don't know what I got. I've never bought a sex toy before. (laughs) (laughs) Bachelorette parties, you know, and they're coming in and they're like trying things out. You know, we get a lot of couples that come in and they're like trying to explore something new. So it's it's interesting because, yeah, we get we get the very experienced hardcore people that are coming in to get the heavy duty things. And then we get a lot of people that are just exploring. And I love that. Yeah. A lot of these people are kind of shocked because, wow, we talk to them about sex Mm -hmm. and nobody else is talking to them about sex. I mean, we're actually kind of surprised that some of these doctors have been sending patients out. Yeah. Um, But, because a lot of doctors don't, and a lot of people, they they don't know a lot of questions to ask. Mm-hmm. So we'll just start talking, and they're like, "Wow," um, and I I like it because I love being an educator. Yeah, well, you did a good job, then. That's, that's well, fun. 
How did that happen, by the way? Did the New York Times thing? They just they just called you up, or how did this? Well, it ha- <laughs> they were looking for somebody to profile, and they were they were talking to a lot of different people, mm-hmm. and um, one of the people they spoke to was Rachel Kramer Bustle, of course, and she was ineligible because she's already been in the New York Times. So if you're in this series, you can't have been in the New York Times before, and she had recommended me. Anyway, they didn't call me right away, but they kept calling other places and they wound up one day talking to Hilton at Purple Passion and he he was not interested in doing it and he said oh talk to Lolita so I got on the phone and she says oh we've heard about you I was like oh (laughs) and I um, I talked to her she told me to go look at the pieces because you know it's a pretty edgy thing for me to go out there and be that out yeah very much so yeah (laughs) and I I I went and looked and I really liked the way it was done it really is amazing it was it was very tastefully done and and I and I met with her and you know we talked it it was a pre-interview and um and she liked me and she picked me because I didn't Apparently, some of the other people she talked to had like an agenda, yeah. or they had issues about being out. Yeah, and I, I, and they, she liked me. Um. <laughs> well, I, I like the fact that you, you're just a regular person. Yeah, you know what I mean. Who happens to be kinky? You know, yeah. and that was so. It was such a relief because when I, when I first heard, I, I, I was worried because when I first saw, I think you tweeted about it, and I, I thought, oh God. Did they paint her in a way that she's not or something like that? And I was so worried. I, wa- I was watching. No, like, I was very... I, I kept telling them, I'm like everybody else. Yeah. I'm like everybody else. You know, and they would have loved to have gotten pictures of me playing. Yeah. And that just wasn't happening. I'm glad. <laughs> no, it, it's perfect. It's perfect because, you know, there's... Uh, and that's the same reason why I like doing these interviews. Because it's just someone normal... You know, it's not like this. It's the type of person you're going to see on America's Most Wanted Lady. You know, right? And, and unless they're featuring America's Most Wanted people to play with or something like that. You know, right? It's I really like, and I'm going to put a link on it on the. I'll put a link to your your blog and also uh, a link specifically to the New York Times. I think that's I'll have great. To see this. That's great. But it's very cool. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you. I hope you'll do it again soon. Okay. Okay, that's easy enough. <laughs> Big thanks again to Lolita. I've got more stuff that we recorded that will be in a future episode. So now you have an even bigger reason to listen. Coming up next week, my friend V talks about uh, a lot of good things, including rope and uh, how she uh, found someone to play with her and so much more. You've got you to listen to this. She's one of my favorite people in the entire universe. Massacast.com to donate, massacast at gmail.com to email me. And of course, I strongly welcome you to leave a voicemail and give uh, some uh, constructive criticism by 917 720 7304. And please let me know in the voicemail if it's okay for me to use your voice or not on the podcast. Uh, we'll see you later. Bye bye. <laughs>